If you didn't hear the beginning of the show today, you should uh, check out the podcast. It's armstrongandgetty.com. So I'm driving into work today, and I was just I was just like really surly about the news of the day. Mm. And it's Friday, and I just thought, I can't just do the whole politics. Trump did this. What do you think? I just can't. I just, it's everywhere I turn. Everything I was listening to was that. Right. Yep. Anyway, yep. as so I annoying. as I come around the corner, there was um, a, a, a bum camp explosion. <laughs> it's like it's like a bum camp blew up. There was garbage all over the place, way out into the street, the sidewalk, up on the lawn. Yeah, and then there was a guy sitting there on the hill, kind of looking at it. And I and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna interview this guy because I'm kind of into the whole homeless thing anyway. I wonder where they've been lately. For one thing, the pandemic hit and all the homeless people disappeared from around here. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? Anyway, so I pulled over to the side and I called up Hanson on the phone. And I said, which which line should I call in? What would be best for this? And blah, blah, blah. And Hanson said, stay there. I'll run down and I'll film you. Uh, it was uh, b- b- by the time this all occurred, I had decided by looking at the guy, I'm not sure walking up and interviewing him is the best idea I've ever had. Mm. Um, although I wasn't, I would like to hear what he had to say about where did all this garbage come from? Is it yours? Are sure. you looking at it because you're disgusted by it, or was it yours and what happened? And by the way, where where were you for the last three months? Where you been hanging out and you and your friends and everything? Yeah, I, yeah, no offense. I think maybe I'm the guy to do that. Like I've never had a cab driver want to kill me <laughs> from an innocent conversation. I just it's that that sarcastic tone that you you don't mean to have. I, right? I maybe that's know. it. Yeah. Anywho, then somebody brought up the idea. Well, Sean said, you know, the whole COVID thing, and I hadn't even considered that yeah we, we got our own little kind of nba bubble thing trying to trying to trying to go here and i i felt that that might puncture the bubble a little bit just engaging with a night of the open road right but a, a little bit of it with the homeless thing was um s- sometimes uh an, an occurrence that has been ongoing you just all of a sudden look at and think wait a second this is not acceptable i had that feeling with that with the trash today for some reason i don't know yeah. why it's just, you know, it's, there are bums freaking everywhere. There's trash freaking everywhere. And it's, it's, to me, it is exactly like you've been overweight for a long time. And then all of a sudden, one day, you either see a picture of yourself or something happens. Yeah. And you think, this is, I, this is ridiculous. How have I learned to live with this? How have right. I just accepted that I'm, you know, this many pounds overweight and just not done anything about it? I felt like that with the bum trash today. Just, why is this okay all of a sudden? Yeah. I know it. But I know it. <sighs> Society's uh, swerve from side to side. Where did the bums go for the past three, four months? Bum. They're back now, and why? They they opened up some bum camps. Yeah, wasn't stuff. it like hotels or something like that? Or well, there was some of that. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, there weren't a lot of people in those places, but mm. maybe that's where they went. I don't know. I'd yeah. like to know. Did what? you stay in the hotel? Uh, the, the, somebody, somebody from some news organization should be interviewing. Where you been the last three, four months? Did you stay in a hotel? What was it like? Where you been? Oh, right over there. <laughs> where where you been? Over there. <laughs> now I'm here. Behind that thing. <laughs> A lot of good stuff to get to this hour. Relevant. Oh, my gosh. Entertaining. Stimulating. But first, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Look at Riz. <laughs> Give him some hand sanitizer. I love it. Well, this week we asked the Biden campaign for an interview, and they said the former vice president was not available. I have studied the martial ways of the social justice warrior. Fight me in an argument if you dare. Perish under the sword of my self-righteousness. 
And um, we think we can keep people safe and continue to play. What a shame for residents who can no longer enjoy the typical freedoms of living in North Korea. Canceled! <laughs> None of us had normal childhoods. I knew it was the biggest stage that I would perform for in my life. He found reclaiming my time without political bias. He said he found no evidence. Reclaiming my time. That's reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Yeah, and I got to get up real early tomorrow. So, <laughs> I'll give you $100 to get the f*** out of my house. <laughs> but there has been another cost that we've seen, particularly in high schools. Uh, we're seeing, uh, sadly, far greater suicides now than we are deaths from COVID. We see the Chinese Communist Party also for what it is, the central threat of our times. Uh, Congressman, I think it's well documented that the Chinese government steals technology from American companies. Yeah, thank you. Direct put your mask on. Mr. Put your mask on. Mr. Jordan. Mr. Raskin. Mr. Jordan. You, you want to you, talk you, about masks? Mr. Jordan. Ms. Why Scanlon. The, why would the Deputy Secretary the of Treasury unmask Mr. Michael Flynn's Mr. name, Mr. Mr. Raskin? <laughs> You know, the idiocy is certainly the, the, the selling point on that clip. The, the Congress morons yelling at each other. On the other hand, why was the Undersecretary of the Treasury demanding to have Michael Flynn's name unmasked? What does that have to do with them? Uh, Trump tweeted out a picture of him and football great Mike Singletary yesterday. There you go. Looks like uh, Iron uh, Mike. He's not Iron Mike. Who's Iron Mike? Tyson, Mike Tyson's Iron Man. They, they called uh, Mike Ditka that years and years ago, too. Yeah. Mike Singletary, uh, who was a Hall of Famer football player, he still is. Um, it looks He appears to be sitting behind the desk with Trump on the plane. That looks like the Air Force One desk. Hmm. And uh, Trump tweeted out, great to spend time with Mike Singletary while going to Texas. He's one of the greatest football players ever. A strong man and a really good person. Uh, so is Mike Singletary down with Trump? Uh, I would be. seem so. I, yeah. I hadn't heard. I've he never heard be on, a word about his politics. But he wouldn't be on the plane behind the desk with Trump getting his picture taken to be tweeted out. You wouldn't think so. If he wasn't okay with that. Yeah. Interesting. Which, which reminds me of the... Can't un- do it. Oh, that's right. That's do, do we still have the rest of that? I completely forgot. He was the coach of the Can't 49ers. Won't do it. It really pisses me off. <laughs> Some used dad to play gum Yahoo story. I forgot that was Mike Singletary. But don't base a man's entire career on a dead gum Yahoo commercial. <laughs> The great Mike Singletary. I'd forgotten that I one. really enjoyed his time as the coach. His playing time was uh, more more to talk about than his coaching time. Yeah. I want winners. Uh, this is bad news for Portugal. Their nightclubs and bars are allowed to be reopened now, but without dance floors. Oh, oh the Portuguese what? love to dance, too. If I'm going to Portugal, I want to dance. My time to shine is now. Hey, I'd, I normally I'd dance with you, but, you know, rules and regulations. Can I get you another drink? <laughs> I was going to try to name a town in Portugal, but I can't come up with one. Lisbon? Lisbon? Is Lisbon a town in Portugal? <laughs> That's I'm, like being able to name New York, I think. I'm in Lisbon, and I got my dancing shoes on. I got nothing. Oh, this sucks. Um, and we got this text. We were talking earlier about uh, Amazon had a good quarter. So did Apple. A lot of businesses had the most horrific co- uh, quarters they've ever had is all the quarterly reports came out this week, but Amazon and Apple were up. We were wondering as to why. But anyway, we are talking about Apple and our Amazon and whether or not it's a monopoly, blah, blah, blah. Somebody texted this. Many places will match Internet prices. When I go into a store and find what I want on Amazon, if Amazon has it, I go up to somebody and I say, uh, if Amazon has it at a cheaper price, I go up to a clerk and I say, I want it for this price. And they usually give it to me. 
That has worked for me on multiple occasions. That's interesting. Um, I mean, on one hand, brick and mortars are getting killed by you can get it on Amazon at a lower price, but can't a store say, yeah, well, you're kind of paying extra for the fact that you get it right now. I'm going to hand it to you. Well, they can, but they don't. And if they say that, I say, okay, I'll wait. I'll order it from Amazon and lose the business. Yeah. Not on everything I wouldn't, though. Uh, no, there's certain things. Like, if, if if I am currently on fire and I need to purchase a fire extinguisher, yeah, I'll probably just pay the premium to have it now. I believe that example was designed to. Uh, I believe he is uh, gently mocking you. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if it, you know, I don't know. I mean, they do have a point. The reason you pay more for stuff at convenience stores, and people do it every single day, people every day pay more for stuff at convenience stores than they could get at the grocery store because it's right here. Mm-hmm. I'm right here on the corner. I just walked in. It's easy. Right. Uh, that doesn't apply with Amazon and Target. I'm here in the store. I, they can hand it to me right now as opposed to waiting for a day or two and it shows up in a box. I know. I, I do that. I just go ahead and buy it. I've never done the, hey, I, I can get it this price. No, I take that back. I have done that. Uh, I did that uh, with some uh, sports equipment not terribly long ago. Uh, some golf stuff. There was an app anyway. that I used to have that uh, it's been kind of bricked since then. I don't know if they got shut down or what, but you used to just be able to scan a barcode right. of a product you wanted, and then it would show you on Amazon the cheapest stuff, and then I would just go, hey, can you guys match this? And uh, I did it on tech stuff mostly, like computer parts or a TV yeah. and things like that. What they usually say? Yeah? Uh, I never got turned down. I only tried it like three times, I think, but it worked every time. I ha- I'm only thinking of one time on a on a, a decent sized purchase that I said to the person at a brick and mortar. It was like you know a a local. There's only one of these brick and mortar, and they said, "Yeah, we can't match that price. We just can't." And I thought, okay, and I bought it from them at a higher price, just because mm. it's one of those. I, I I'll bet they can't. They can't. They don't deal in enough bulk. Yeah. They got a building they're paying for. They got the employees. They just they can't. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. The margins are extremely thin when you sell to the super giants, um, and and most people can't buy in that bulk. So no, they can't match it. But uh. thinking, I think I only did it at like giant chains. I don't think I had that experience at like a small mom mm-hmm. and pop shop. Well, there's a sporting goods store that went out of business in my town, been there for 20-some years, and it's the only one in town where you're going to go buy some soccer cleats and a soccer ball and a, you know whatever, and that's where all the little leagues and the sports teams and everybody got their stuff, and now it's gone. And I suppose that's going to be the future for a lot of towns across America. For the, that'll just be the future of the world. You, you have to think ahead enough to buy it online. You can't just go downtown and buy it. Yeah, not to, not to quibble, but that store I read about, it opened in 1978. Been there forever. Yeah. An institution. And now it's gone because of not the vid, but the reaction of the vid. Right. The policy. Hey, uh, Mike Singletary, that reminded me, uh, being on Air Force One, um, the incredibly unfair and unbalanced reporting of the passing of uh, Herman Cain. Okay. Yesterday. I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, is uh, contrasted with the the death of the admittedly uh, great civil rights hero John Lewis. But okay, um, Herm, K- Herm Cain got to just such short shrift because he's a conservative, and it's disappointing. Not surprising, but disappointing. That and a whole lot more. Oh, w- what are America's top political issues? Oh yeah, I just According saw this list. According to That's a good one. It is a good one. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. For by using discount code Sacramento. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
And my thing is, listen, the National Anthem means different things to different people. Uh, I'm glad these guys are all unified. But if people, if people don't kneel, they're not a bad person. Uh, I want to make that perfectly clear. Uh, I'm glad they had unity. But if we have a guy who doesn't want to kneel because the anthem means something to him, he should not be vilified. That's nice to hear. Charles Barkley there with voice of reason and understanding. Punch him in the balls. Oh, well, that's a contrast there. <laughs> that's in uh, more combative times. Of course, uh, he's saying don't cancel people for having a different opinion than you. Canceled! Or punch them in the testicles. Right. Either, really, neither is attractive. <clears throat> well, if a guy's standing, <laughs> standing over you like that, probably deserves a little slap. They won't be able to talk that low after you do it. A little sack slapping. Great man passed away the other day. You wouldn't know it from the media, although he did get some attention. Former Republican presidential candidate Herman Cain died after a battle with the COVID, according to posts on his Twitter account. Um, he was 74 years old. He'd, uh, he'd gotten past uh, fourth uh, late-stage uh, colon cancer. Oh, really? Uh, not too terribly long ago. Um, and it's it was after a battle with COVID-19, so I guess that's what got him. But I heard the point made that there's a huge amount of attention uh, paid to John Lewis's funeral, and he was unquestionably a, a hero of civil rights. But the coverage of Herman Cain's passing was mostly, yeah, he ran for president and then had a sex scandal and all, and then anyway, he's dead, essentially on the on the mainstream media. And I heard the point made by a young black man that. Here was a guy whose parents taught him to value education. He got a degree in math and computer science. He was a civilian mathematician for the Navy. And then, was it NASA? But he was an extremely learned and capable man. He then went into the world of business where he excelled. He lived his dreams. He took over Godfather's Pizza he, he ran for office a couple times. He didn't win, but he became the uh, president of the Restaurateurs Association and the rest of it. And he was a wonderful American success story and, and a proud black man. But because he was a Republican, they just kind of hmm, swept it under the covers. And, well, he was with Trump. so And it's just, and again, I found it especially persuasive because of the young man talking. But he said, man, what a great role model. What a great example of a guy who, who who dreamed big, lived his dreams. Education got him where he needed to go. And he said, uh, and I'm quoting again, I wish every young black boy in every American city could hear his story. I just think it's a shame that, you know, during these times when people pretend or are legitimately interested in, you know, uh, making sure everyone is able to enjoy the fruits of this fabulous country. It's just a shame that that sort of story is ignored. It's not politically correct. It doesn't fit the narrative. But he was, you know, he had his foibles, as all of us do. I'm not saying he was a saint. Hell, John Lewis wasn't a saint. Um, but he was an incredibly courageous man whose example ought to be followed. So uh, rest in peace there, Herm Cain. So did we talk about this yesterday? I couldn't remember if we talked about it in the air or not. The uh, suggestion from Dr. Fauci that we all wear goggles. We did. We mentioned it briefly that on the air. That was on the air? Okay. Yeah, or the face masks. Remember, I was going to wear a hockey helmet. Oh, right, right, right. With the, uh, the glass shield. Right, right. And probably elbow pads, too, and maybe the gloves. I haven't seen... Somebody pisses me off, I drop the gloves. Just fair warning. I've seen the face masks of stores, people that work at stores, but I haven't seen like an individual out and about with the 
Like the uh, welder's visor thing. You'll see uh, an Asian uh, gal or guy occasionally sporting the face mask. I did a bit of traveling uh, a few weeks ago. Um, Can you skip the mask if you wear the face thing? No. No, no. 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 It's a, an addition to, not a replacement. Because I've seen a number of people with the visor thing, but no mask. Oh, you know what would be but, cool? Is the, the big deep sea diver helmet. On oh, the big... <laughs> Like, exactly. With the right. little door that opens. Right, the little uh, hatch. <laughs> back, in the, the back in the 40s. When... <laughs> what, what do you call those little windows on a boat? A, a, a hatch, I guess? No, there's a word for it. Listen here, porthole. S- starboard. That's <laughs> it, porthole. Nice job, porthole. Portal. Uh, yeah, that'd be a good look. <laughs> I almost said something incredibly dark. Mm. It was funny, but it was dark. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, these times are dark enough, aren't they? But will uh. that be, is that going to become a thing? Dr. Fauci actually said it'd be a good idea if we did, and I just wondered if... Some sort of covering of your eyes because of the mucous membranes, and you can get germs in your eyes. I think everybody knows that. I want, like, Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar goggles. That's good luck. Yeah, that'd be, uh-huh. that'd be cool. I have enough safety goggles on my workbench. I could just start sporting those. They're sure. not terribly comfortable. Yeah. Maybe I just need to buy better ones. I don't think I'm going to go with the mask anytime soon. I try to stay away from humans. That's the best idea. The best idea is to stay away from human beings. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The face mask, the social distancing, the hand hygiene... Uh, staying smart about gatherings and staying out of crowded bars and crowded restaurants. If we did those five things, we've done modeling data, we get the same bang for the buck is if we just shut the entire economy down. That's interesting. That's the director of the CDC. I think I want to hear that again. So we got to do how many things? Uh, There's five things he lists there. Some of them are slightly redundant, but five five things he lists here. The face mask, the social distancing, the hand hygiene, uh, staying smart about gatherings, and staying out of crowded bars and crowded restaurants. Okay, so that's it. So I didn't hear anything in there about auto parts stores. Well, I guess auto parts stores was an essential business. But I didn't hear anything there about bookstores or uh, clothing stores or well, practically everything in your local mall um, having to be closed just as long as we wear masks, use hand sanitizer, and stay six feet apart. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's going to generate and free up a ton of tax money to help out those few folks who he mentioned that really probably shouldn't be open. Meanwhile, he did address schools rather specifically, uh, powerfly, and eloquently. Do you have that handy? Uh, I just, uh, Congressman, thank you. I just want to reemphasize, because I don't think I can emphasize it enough. As the director of the Centers for Disease Control, the leading public health agency in the world, it is in the public health interest of these K-12 through students to get these schools back open for face-to-face learning. The isolation that these uh, adolescents are feeling uh, that now is associated with increased, as you mentioned, increased drug overdose deaths and now over uh, increased suicides, I think it is really important. As a grandfather, 11 grandkids, I want these kids back in school. I have one grandchild with cystic fibrosis. So I want it done smartly, right? But I think we have to be honest that the public health interest of the students in this nation right now is to get a quality education in face-to-face learning, and we need to get on with it. Yeah, I'm too depressed over this issue to really comment. They aren't going to open most places. They just aren't. That decision's already been made, I'm afraid. By the governors and the unions. So what are the top political issues in this 
fabulous country, according to American voters. You got to pick three. Does Trump count as a political issue? Oh. Boy, it ought to. It certainly ought to. It's not on the list. You know, you're right, Sean. That's an interesting that, way to, I mean, that's, to look at it. That out. might actually be the number one political issue. For me, it is. I got to believe for half the country it is. Yeah. Should Trump stay or go? Yeah. I mean, obviously, every presidential election of an incumbent is answering that question, but it's particularly true. Anyway, uh, number one was uh, the uh, the vid, the communist bat fever, COVID-19 pandemic. Forty five percent of people cited that. Um, It's hard to imagine uh, passing that over, but uh, several people, more than half did. The economy and jobs is in second place at 34%. Astounding to me that it's not 100. Healthcare, 31%. Racial inequality, 31%. And then you drop all the way down, almost to half of those. Uh, climate change, 17%. Which oh, I'm, cut it out. I continue to be a person that never thinks about that. Nope. I'll sell my parka and buy some shorts. <laughs> Education, 16%. Wow. That's lower than I'd expected. Immigration, it's uh, hanging on at 15%, as is national security. Gun violence at 13 Divisiveness in politics, 11 Income inequality, 9 There's always been income inequality. There always will be. Abortion is at 8 It will receive probably 20% of the attention. Um, it's just It's such a rallying issue for the bases on both sides. Election security, voting rights, infrastructure, and other, which I can only assume is the designated hitter or... Kneeling in sports. So a bunch of NBA Uh players kneeled? Entire teams did yesterday, wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts and that sort of thing. Well, I'm glad Charles Barkley was willing to say, hey, let's not beat up on people who decide not to kneel. Mm -hmm. That was a good thing for him to say. You know, I I, I hate the politicization of sports, but uh, I saw there's a a ball player who was kneeling, and his teammates on either side of him were standing up but had their hands on his shoulder, saying, all right, look, I see this a little differently than you, but I'm still your bro. I thought that was nice. I think maybe this all could lead to people actually communicating with each other, not demonizing each other. I hope so. Positive, Sean, do you have a thought? Well, I was just mentioning that the the kneeling thing has really pivoted from a protest to kind of a demonstration, right? It, it, when when Colin Kaepernick initially did it, it was controversial for a lot of reasons, but it it has become a safe act to do, and I feel like it's removed some of the right, like it, a designated protest area is counter to the idea of a protest. It's if it's okay to happen there, that's not really a protest. I get it, and yeah, so I I just wanted to make that. So point you feel like it's, it's lost its juice, or no? I still think it it has its meaning, but it's it's just a different thing now. I think mm. is the only point that I'm trying to make in, in terms of the the people that are doing it. Yeah, uh, Black Lives Matter, the organization, is still founded by Marxists, and I think I've heard the one mainstream media person ever mention that. But it goes against the narrative, and it's all about the narrative. The truth, please, don't, 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 you, will you child, don't annoy me with the truth. Uh, I had another thing that I wanted to do before we ran out of time. Mm, what was it? This is a question. Oh, uh, Andy No last night. Uh, I'll read. I'll read his uh, tweet. He's the guy that reports out of Portland. Yeah, I understand things were pretty calm through the night, but except for a severed pig's head. <laughs> um, last yeah, the pig doesn't think it was calm. Yeah, hey, you got wink, wink, wink. I got no damn head. This night <laughs> sucks. 
said the pig. This little piggy got his head cut off. Oh, Barbaric. Oh, my. Anybody care? Andy No tweeted, Last night was not the first time a severed pig's head was used as a threat to law enforcement in Portland. Oh, okay. Oh, ugly. In the early ugly. and ugly for the pig. Uh, in the early weeks of the riots, a burnt pig's head was left at the base of the now gone elk statue. This was long before federal agents showed up outside the courthouse. Right. A burnt. The idea pig's that head. this is about the feds is such a lie. I mean, it may have heated things up a bit, but come on. That's a pretty significant threat, isn't it? It is. It is. Given the violence toward police officers lately. Um, I just, the, the idiot adolescence, whenever you hear these people interviewed, they get a mic stuck in their face and you ask them to speak for themselves. It's always so pathetic and, and dumb and straight out of social 101. It's hard to, it's hard to take these people very seriously. Now, if you're getting a laser pointing in your eyes and you're permanently blinded, you can take it pretty seriously. Um, the first waves, this from the Wall Street Journal, I didn't actually read the article, I should. The first waves of lawsuits over worker deaths from COVID-19 are here. And what they mean is America tries to open. Yeah, there are companies getting sued for, you made my husband go into work and he got the COVID and died. Now I want $5 million. How are we going to handle that? That does have a lot to do with reopening, because if you're on the hook for it, well, right. You think if we can possibly just go into hibernation until there's a, a cure or a vaccine, we're going to do it. Yeah, I get that. That's Well, and that's why the Republicans are trying to figure out what sort of uh, indemnification is possible. And and I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough issue. I, I don't think he, you just got to have a blanket. You can't blame the businesses, don't you? What else are you going to do in a yeah. pandemic? Yeah. Boy, it gets so complicated, though, because you have to let people opt out. Well, they can quit their job, I suppose, right. but then they don't get unemployment and get tossed out of their apartment and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I I, I was listening to a really interesting uh, economics podcast yesterday about which what businesses you got to let, you know, suffer the consequences of, of what's happened and what, which ones you don't. I was talking about uh, earlier this week, the Wall Street Journal piece that, since the early 80s, at least, we've gotten this habit of anytime there's an economic downturn, the federal government comes to the rescue so that nobody feels the pain of a downturn. Mm-hmm. Um, and downturns are how we weed out businesses that aren't performing that well. And we've ended up with more zombie businesses. That, that Those are corporations that, that can't pay their debt and haven't for a long time. But they're still kept alive by a variety of different things. And so they don't collapse, thereby leaving, leading to you know somebody else coming along to perform that, maybe more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Creative destruction has been eliminated. And uh, just, you know, and where a pandemic fits in there, it's nobody's fault a pandemic hit, but a lot of things aren't anybody's fault. Recessions aren't anybody's fault. Mm-hmm. And some businesses weather it better than others in the... And, you know, he made the example of we talked earlier about the local pizza shop. There's a reason you don't want that to go under. There's a reason you want to hold that up until things get back to normal so it can survive. Because it's gonna be pizza so, is delicious. Because pizza is delicious. Right. Now, just because uh, institutional knowledge and uh, local this and that and just how difficult it is. to get But he said concert venues he would not put in that uh, category. Concert venues were already struggling, different things with the way you can get live music, blah, 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 YouTube, mm-hmm. etc. And no, the, you know, they need to suffer 
Uh, they need to either adjust or go under or whatever. I don't know how you decide which businesses fall into which categories. I, I'm not smart enough to understand that. But I, I definitely think protecting all businesses from every bad thing that happens is just not going to work. No, that's a terrible idea. Well, it's just well, it's just it can't be done. If it could be done, then maybe we could have that discussion. But you can't do it. It's just not. It's not possible. The minute you empower government to pick winners and losers, though, you will have corruption. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. So the concert venue, no. The pizza guy, yes. Who makes that decision, and how much money did they donate to the decision maker? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, that's the number. Or did they have a brother in that business or whatever? Mm -hmm. I guess the concert. They use this example because the concert venue. Uh, people all across the country are really lobbying hard right now to get some sort of bailout, and it'll be a lot of money. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's no fault of their own, but a lot of things are no fault of anybody's own. Uh, how about when a sport just gets less popular, and you know all the money that's lost because of that? Got to bail them out. Bailouts for hockey. Bailouts for pro bowling. Or, or whatever. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to have the answer to that. But the constantly bailing everybody out every time a recession comes along is is, is, is seems like a terrible idea. It's good uh, politics. There though. need to be economic forest fires so new things can grow. Exactly. That's a very good analogy. What are you, the old kung fu show over here? What, what are you, some <laughs> wandering sage? No, we were talking about this in the bathroom actually the other day. It's it's very similar to the they stopped letting little fires burn in forests, mm-hmm. and now you when you have a you know, a fire, it's it's devastating. We need to have, you know, recessions come along and companies that aren't quite strong enough fall apart and new ones grow up and all that sort of stuff. So I should set fire to a business. Got it. <laughs> I don't think he... Maybe I should have used a less Not dangerous metaphor. Not helpful on any level. Armstrong and Getty. Show. Hey guys, uh, here's some exciting news for sports fans. Basketball bouncing back with a doubleheader in the bubble. For more than three weeks, players from 22 teams have been training and living at Disney World. 344 players have repeatedly been tested for coronavirus in the bubble, and not a single test has come back positive. Yeah, the NBA is back. Only the top 22 teams were invited to the Disney World bubble. The other eight are just playing scrimmages in a parking lot behind Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) Um, Is that a, uh, what do you call them, joke? (laughs) Oh, that's right. Don't we have a late night joke off we could do? We could do that. It was about Trump's announcement that he was going to delay the election. Do you guys want to end the show angry? Because we can. (laughs) Oh, no. No, no, no. Is it the jokes aren't funny or their takes on the jokes that I'm uh, gonna like? It's a lot of it's. They're not really set up punchlines. It's just oh, he can't do that or so. I don't. It's we want to play it. Do you, do you want to hear? It? Do you want me to, to? What do you think? You keeping in mind you'll be blamed. Because <laughs> you guys will hate it. Okay, I know I, it will. Well, it will take some hear. of your WT, your will to live. Your oh <laughs> no, mine's already low, low as can be, and this isn't going to help it either. A federal watchdog reported it's identified two hundred and fifty million dollars so far in taxpayer subsidized coronavirus loan funds given to potentially ineligible recipients. 
um, fraud. Uh, per, well, they detailed what they called pervasive fraud in coronavirus disaster loan programs. Well, yeah, I, uh, Steve Hayes of the Dispatch was talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, more than actually, when they've passed that first giant bill. He said, when you have trillions of dollars being spread around, there are going to be stories for decades to come of it being poorly used. That just comes with it. Yeah. You start spreading around numbers that big. Mm-hmm. God, there's, there's, I would, I'd probably be doing it if I was in a position where I thought, there's got to be a way we can come up with an angle to get a big chunk of this. <clears throat> Including people in foreign lands, Jack. About $2 million, which doesn't sound like anything. Well, that's how nobody catch it out of it. Well, right, but that's enough money for you to live on for the rest of your life. Heck yeah, and your kids' kids. Right. Um, $2 million uh, went outside the United States, suspicious transactions, etc. Um. In response, uh, that was included in the report, uh, a small business administration administrator, Jovita Carranza, said the findings were unexpected. (laughs) She disputed the assertion that the SBA failed to implement proper internal controls. Well, you clearly didn't implement adequate internal controls, but I certainly understand that when uh, the president, both houses of Congress, both sides of the aisle, just back up a money truck and dump it in your office and say, give this out now. Uh, things will go sideways to some extent. Uh, not a surprise. Uh, yeah, thousands and thousands of uh, probably ineligible folks who got these loans. Hey, are you following the baseball thing of how many strikeouts there are? I am not. I know strikeouts have been on the rise for, for years now. Yeah, and it, cl- it seems to have like jumped to another level so far this season. I was looking mm-hmm. at some of the stats last night, and they're trying to figure out why that is. Just like just crazy numbers in some three-game series where like three out of four at-bats were a strikeout. Yeah, nobody cares anymore. The game is just about hitting home runs. Nobody cares if a guy strikes out a lot, as long as he you know hits a certain number of home runs. Yeah, and it was with the the strikeout to home run ratio. So you got like all strikeouts and four home runs. Or right. the, it was what the game is. Yeah. So you just swing for the fences all the time. Yeah. It used to be the wisdom was put the ball in play. Good things happen. I want contact hitters. But now everybody's just trying to jack one out of the park. Huh. Final thoughts with A and G. Yeah. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the show in the week. There he is in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, my favorite NBA team uh, returns to action tonight, and I think because it's in Disneyland, I'm going to have like three players wearing Mickey Mouse ears. There'll be players on the sideline pretending they're waiting for a ride, and two players will have cotton candy in their hands. Positive Sean, a final thought? That wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have written that. But that was... (laughs) Oh, I'm just so happy NBA's back. I'm going to have so many games on so many monitors at my house this afternoon. It's going to be uh, it's going to be lovely. The NBA hates America, Sean, and you do too, evidently. Disagree. Jack, I think that was fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Jack, a final thought for us? I got a lot of like domestic work facing me this weekend. It just doesn't sound pleasing on any level. I'm going to have to get into a real like Zen headspace of how somehow this is good for me. It's just, you know, just crap jobs Mm. and cleaning the garage, just stuff like that. It's just, you know, that's weird because I need to clean out my closet and I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to cleaning your thing going. Boy, I don't. Yeah. Well, as we've discussed, when you get that mood, you know, ride it, do it. Um, Got to admit, when my house almost burnt down a couple of weeks ago, there was a tiny bit in the back of my head thinking, eh, get rid of all that crap. 
Yeah, I understand. Just a tiny bit. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah, if the, your insurance company's listening, oh, you want to make it clear. <laughs> oh, my God. It's no. hardly an impulse at all. No, I don't think it would have been good for the kid's psyche, for instance. My final thought is I got lectured by my 20-year-old daughter the other day about... Um, how do I put this? That I need to keep reaching. I need to keep pushing. And not just coast to the finish line. Mm, that's a good idea. And she's... Uh, she's the finish really, line death? Really pushing me to uh, to write a book. Oh. And I, I got an idea. A guy wakes up with a tattooed dude in a bed. And he starts thinking about going to sea. Goes to hunt a whale. Big white whale. That's a good one. It's coming together. I've outlined it. How's it end? Uh, they, he, he becomes best friends with the whale. That's kind of a 25, wow. 21st century version. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty.